We all know that exposure to chemicals and other harmful elements on farm is a bad thing. It can lead to a variety of immediate or long-term health implications that we all want to avoid and prevent from happening from us. So in this MSF Farm Talk episode, we've partnered with the National Centre for Farmer Health to bring you important information around all things PPE. I'm Tegan Buckley from MSF and joining me in this episode are two guests today, Mona Simmons from National Centre for Farmer Health and one of our very own MSF directors and South Aussie farmer, Andrew Bealey. I'm going to kick off the episode first with Mona for a few minutes and then we'll jump on over to Andrew and hear how he manages PPE within the farming operations at Bullabara. We'll then finish the episode with some key takeaways from Mona. So sit back, relax and enjoy the episode. Hi, Mona. Welcome back to the MSF Farm Talk podcast. Farmers often use disposable masks and gloves already. So aren't they ahead of the game? What are your thoughts on this? Oh, Tegan, well, I think uh, farmers have been certainly thinking of, everyone's been thinking about disposable masks and gloves, haven't they? 2020 has been the year of the face mask with uh, catastrophic bushfires in a year earlier. And now with COVID-19, we're seeing a lot of images uh, showing people in many countries wearing a variety of masks and gloves. Um, in my role as an AgriSafe clinician and a registered nurse working with farmers quite a lot, I spend a lot of time talking to them about health and safety and wellbeing. And you are right, in some respects, Tegan, many farmers, not all, but definitely many, are really ahead of the game and very aware of the need for protecting themselves from the various hazards on farm by using PPE or personalised protective equipment and that includes face masks and gloves both disposable and non-disposable versions but it's the disposable types of PPE I thought we might talk about today as they seem to be so topical. Yeah definitely so what's some examples of farm hazards that might prompt a farmer to reach for his or her box of disposable masks or gloves? Oh well farmers use disposable the P2 masks they're the ones that have the the code AS standard, hopefully, 1716, that's a good thing for farmers to check. But those P2 papery looking masks, they use those for smoke from bushfires or stubble burning, uh, for Q fever bacteria, so to protect themselves when dealing with slaughtered animals or aborted material where Q fever uh, may be present. Uh, for dust in the sheep yards, they can be useful. Grain dust when auguring, just a few examples. Um, I would guess and hope that many of your listeners in the Mallee Grain Growing area use the more powerful P, what we call P3 masks with the replaceable cartridges. And again, they should make sure that they're using Australian standard versions of all of that equipment. So when they're handling herbicides, pesticides, fungicides, the P3 masks along with the inbuilt tractor cabin filters are really best practice for vapours and gases. And they filter out, you know, up to 99.5% as long as they're fitted correctly and the correct cartridges are used and replaced. Um, in terms of disposable gloves, because we're talking disposable today, uh, they may be using those on farm for milking or assisting with sheep birthing, handling disinfectants or some cleaning products, um, quite a lot of veterinary chemical tasks, just to name a few. But there has definitely been a severe shortage of both the P2 disposable masks and the disposable gloves 
over the last few months. That's definitely the case. Thank you, Mona. I'm just going to jump over to Andrew Bealey now. Andrew is an MSF director and also farm manager at Bullabara in South Australia. Thanks for joining us, Andrew. Thank you, Tegan. So we're talking about PPE in this episode. Can you provide us a little bit more insight on your PPE routine at Bullabara? Okay, so what we do here at the team at Bullabara and everyone's the same is that we treat every chemical as dangerous. There's no, in our eyes, there's no chemical that isn't dangerous that doesn't require personal protection. And I think the main thing that we do here is in stores that we're protecting ourselves from basically the chemical touching us. So a lot of our systems we try and have zero contact with the chemical. So if we use shuttles, we use hoses to suck it out. There's there's no bucket sloshing around all the rest of it. And we always, always wear our protective gear. So um, we also encourage the boys to use overalls every time we're mixing chemicals and just use those overalls in that area and leave them there. So if there is an accidental splash, uh, you're not carrying those chemical uh, residuals into your your um, operating equipment. So either the cab or the tractor or your ute when you're driving home or all the rest of it. And it, it's, it's really crucial to understand that you're not actually making yourself invincible like putting a helmet on and thinking that you're not going to crash and get hurt you actually got to put the ppe gear on just in case that contact is there so you, you unfortunately quite a few people get a little bit um complacent with wearing um personal protection gear and so they just go fast and hard and mix and splash around and everything's okay but when you've uh, finished mixing, you go to hop in, all the knobs and door handles are covered in chemical and, and that's where we find the biggest risk can potentially be with contamination of chemical or contact with bare skin. You know, once you've taken your PPE gear off and you've got chemical all over the place, well, what's the point of, of taking the PPE gear off? You've got to be um, really on the ball and, and manage the liquid and not let it get... Keep, keep it in the containers where it belongs. The other thing I'd just like to mention too is with your PPE gear then is is to keep it clean as well. I mean, when you've finished mixing whatever you're mixing and putting in the tank is to wash your PPE gear off then if there is any contaminant and just contain where the chemical is. It's a, it, it's a, it's a tricky one that can be forgotten quite, quite easily. Thanks, Andrew, for your insights. We're going to go back over to Mourner now and Mourner's going to lead us home with this episode and we've got plenty more key takeaways for our farmers out there listening uh, regarding PPE and how to keep ourselves protected from any harmful elements out there on the farm. Obviously, uh, in the current situation, there's a lot of demand for disposable PPE. Mourner, what are the other implications or things we need to be aware of? Well, clearly COVID-19 has created a huge global demand for gloves, coveralls, P1 surgical masks and the P2 masks that farmers might be using more frequently, Um, so specifically for healthcare facilities. But the demand there has driven demand generally. We've seen worldwide panic buying, stockpiling. So the supply chain has really been severely disrupted. And even our own um, National Centre for Farmer Health online safety shop that we've got shortages at present too. So we're, we're as frustrated as all of the farmers. So we know that ag is critical for food supply and has been deemed an essential industry in the current environment. What are the repercussions of the disrupted PPE supply chain for farmers? Well, we know that farmers and agriculture workers are highly exposed to a wide range of dangers 
um, farming is dangerous. They, they need to access and use disposable gloves and P2 masks to protect themselves on farm from occupational exposures, such as the ones I mentioned previously. So these exposures can impact significantly on the health of farmers and agricultural workers. Uh, we also know that a healthy farm business relies on a healthy farmer. So staying healthy is really a financial imperative for all farmers. And I, I don't need to tell people, tell farmers that. It's very important not to take risks or expose yourself to hazards unnecessarily or because you may not have the appropriate PPE available. So farmers need to stay healthy and well to be productive, viable, sustainable. Uh, do you have any advice for farmers who are listening, maybe if they're perhaps feeling increasingly concerned or anxious about the shortage or they may not have even thought about it yet and starting to feel a bit panic? Uh, what's your suggestions here? <laughs> yeah, so I've, I've heard a few farmers panicking already. I think farmers, on a positive note, have plenty of practice using problem solving to deal with constantly changing scenarios on farms, whether it's supply chains, markets, feed availability, the weather, budgets, cash flow, you know, they're, they're all there in, in farming. So my advice when problem solving this additional PPE issue is to firstly focus on what we don't know, which might seem strange, but I think it helps farmers acknowledge and accept what, what it is that they can't control and then focus on what they do know and what they can control. Um, all really helpful if we want to manage stress levels and what farmer doesn't want to reduce stress. So I can hear your listeners already asking, what don't we know? Um, we don't know how unconventional homemade masks stack up to filter infectious agents, cope with repeat cleaning. So these untested versions that you know don't have a, an Australian standard, and they're, they're definitely for use as an absolute last resort. Um, we don't know how long the COVID scenario or its impact on the supply chains will continue. Um, so they're important things to acknowledge and keep in your mind, I think. Um, in terms of what we do know, I cannot emphasise enough that you should not com compromise your safety on farm and there are lots of things that you can control when it, it comes to PPE. So perhaps we could talk a bit about that next. Yeah, definitely. What are a few practical ideas and how can farmers manage their disposable PPE on their farm? Oh, well, well, the good news is there's lots you can do. Um, I think most importantly of all, you need to sort of evaluate uh, which hazards that I spoke about before, we talked about hazards, which hazards there are on your particular farm. So a farm safety checklist now will help you identify your risks of exposure on your farm. And once you've listed those risks and you've got in your head what you know, then you can think, okay, what supplies do I have and what do I therefore need to order? What's running a bit low? There are a variety of farm audit checklists available through various industry bodies, but WorkSafe have a really good, um, very quick 15-minute one, so that, that might be a good place to start. Um, and talk to your normal suppliers, place your orders if you, if you need to order, but be prepared to wait. And I guess I keep harping back onto this Australian standard, only order the ones that have the Australian standard on them, because that way you know that they've been tried and tested. So the second practical way that you um, 
can what what you can do and you, what you can control is you can make sure that you correctly fit your masks and gloves every time. So now's a good time to refresh uh, a farmer's knowledge about correct fitting of P2 masks, including checking the seal. Um, don't waste masks by not fitting them correctly. It's like half sewing a paddock. You know, you don't. You, you want to do the job properly, and you want to make sure that what you do have you're using wisely, um, because you do have a precious supply there. Making a, a very, really good seal on a P2 mask is important. So. Can, you might want to consider a, a clean shave. Facial hair can definitely reduce the efficiency of a P2 mask. So maybe grow up back in November, have a bit of a, a break and get rid of that beard, moustache. So a good seal you know, between the mask and the face really can't um, can't be guaranteed with with facial hair. So you know it's it's an additional risk, I guess. Um, what else? The, another practical thing you can do is look after the precious supply that you do have. Don't waste cartridges and masks by not storing them effectively. You know, you don't leave the tractor roof open to the rain or the vaccine out in the hot sun. So don't leave your masks, you know, squashed up in a box, jammed up behind your back seat um, where they might get dusty and won't be very efficient. So keep your PPE safe in a dry, clean, secure storage area. And lastly, you can be creative and I think consciously plan what you need and how you will use the PPE. So things like minimising interruptions to save repeat handling of the mask, um, always being alert to other risks when using PPE. It is easy to get a false sense of security um, and some of the evidence is showing that, you know, once you... Once you get distracted and then you're more likely to touch it, readjust your mask, and, and then once you've touched it, you've, you've potentially contaminated the game. So, um, yeah, consciously think about the task that you're doing. Uh, look, I know I'm a farmer as well, and I know personally how easy it is to be, for example, sweating, pulling a lamb with gloves on, um, and, and all I want to do is wipe the sweat that's dripping in my eyes with, while I've got all sorts of rubbish all over my gloved hands so no you you have to consciously think everything (laughs) you know what it's like Um, don't 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 take um risks just you know think through how you're going to do it and make sure that when you're using those masks that you you're using them wisely and then in using other systems too you know the ppe is your last resort you you know you can use the exhaust systems to remove hazardous airborne material you can spray water in your stockyards you know, there are other systems. So, yeah, hopefully that's a few different things that um, people practically can do and things that they, they've got control over. Oh, fantastic advice. Thank you, Mona. I know that uh, my other half and I, we have a lambing kit in our ute and it's an airtight container with gloves and a bucket and things that we need in case we have to help out a you in trouble. So they're certainly very yeah. handy to have in the you. <laughs> very important, very important. It just gives you peace of mind too, doesn't it? You think, you know, I've got the gear there. I don't have to worry about this bit. I know I'm, I'm doing things as safely as possible. Yeah, fantastic. So where can our listeners go to find out a little more information about PPE? Look, I think that, you know, there's a variety of regulatory sites in their respective states, whether they're in New South Wales, South Australia, Victoria, uh, and there are also uh, many resources and links on our website. We've got help 
fact sheets and safety sheets that have lots of information at the end that they can go to for, for further referencing. Uh, so that's useful and they can also check out our online safety shop and, and have a look at least at what we normally have available and um, even if when the, the world is changing back and such a thing as a field day might happen again, they might think to uh, call in and drop in and see us when we're doing field days because um, we can, we're happy to chat. Yeah, thank you, Mona. So in summary, what are some key takeaways from this episode? Well, don't forget, farmers are an essential industry. Agriculture is one of the most dangerous industries in Australia and the success of your farm business relies on you as a farmer staying healthy, so don't compromise on safety. And that means considering the supply chain for your farm's disposable PPE right now. Oh, thank you so much, Mona, for joining me in this episode today. Pleasure. It's been fun to talk with you, Tegan, and I hope it's been useful for your listeners. Don't forget to share this episode with a mate if you took some value away from it. And be sure to subscribe, rate and review our podcast. Thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you in the next episode.